Welcome, everybody, and thanks for joining us on episode 48 of Health Talk with Dr. Kell. I'm Nikki Sterner, and today we are in part three of our series on Body Talk, learning how to hear and understand your body. In part one, in podcast 46, we discussed what the eyes tell us is going on inside our body. Last week in podcast 47, we discussed the hair, tongue, and lips. This week, we are discussing the nails, cravings, and other symptoms. We use our hands and feet throughout the day, but have you stopped and studied what the fingernails and toenails look like? Do you have all your moons? Do you even know what that means? Do you have ridges in your nails? Discolorations? Do you crave salt or bread or fats or chocolate? Where do these cravings come from? Today, we are discussing many symptoms from cramps in the calves to sleep apnea to estrogen dominance. Come along with us to identify what may be the key to your health recovery. Welcome, everybody, to Health Talk with Dr. Kell. I'm Nikki Sterner, and this is Podcast 48, Body Talk, Learn How to Hear and Understand Your Body, Part 3. I wanted to welcome Dr. Kell to the show. Hi, Dr. Kell. Hi, Nikki. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. All right. Happy and healthy. That's a good thing, right? Yes. Yes. That's our goal. Okay, before we get started, let's do the quote of the day. I thought this one was... um, relevant to what we're talking about. There is more to life than simply increasing its speed by Muhammad Gandhi. So I like that because I feel like we often get so busy, busy, busy that we don't stop to hear our bodies and what they're saying. And I think that's so crucial. And even like with meditation, like when I was younger, I used to just like do, 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 do. And I think everybody or not everybody, but a lot of people get in the habit of just like getting so busy that you don't slow down ever until you like crash and that's not good. (laughs) So it's like taking, like making moments in your calendar. Like when are you going to slow down and have, you know, me time or self-help time, whatever you want to call it, but slowing down to hear what is my body saying or what is my mind saying or what can I do to help myself? What do you think, Dr. Cal? Well, it's interesting comment there that uh, when you look at life and look at the types of personalities that exist, uh, I think of the of the tortoise and the hare story that we all know. Yeah. And you think about, uh, I, I see the tortoise and the hare with the two different personality types. The the rabbit, he he knew he could do the race quickly and he was really in a way kind of lazy i see myself a little bit more as the rabbit though i tried mm-hmm. to be more like the tortoise because i think the tortoise really has the answers to happiness in life over the hare the hare wants to run run the race as fast as he can so he does that well then he gets kind of tired and he looks back and he goes i got a little time i i don't have to finish the race yet the tortoise is way back there i'm just gonna lay down and take a nap and so he lays down, takes a nap, and the tortoise catches up with him and passes him before the rabbit realizes that the tortoise has <laughs> completed the race. Uh, <laughs> he gets up and tries to run and tries to catch up, but the tortoise ends up winning, right? At least that's yeah. <laughs> that's my understanding of the story. Tell me if I yeah, had it yeah. wrong. But uh, yeah. I think with us, we kind of do that too. You know, 
think the rabbit's kind of an example of go, 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 go. And then before you've really completed the task, because you've been in such a rush, you, you get burnt out or tired, so you take a break. That break can lead to being sidetracked to your goals. It can lead to health issues. You've put yourself in stress mode. I got to get this done, got to get this done. And so you yeah. go, 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 and then you get burned out, tired and stressed out. Your fight and flight system has been on overload, and then all of a sudden you crash, and then you have difficulty getting back up and get going again. Whereas if you just take things in stride, do it calmly and plan well and work things out, you'll eventually get it all done and going to be happier in the process because you take, uh, though we don't know <laughs> That story is a simple way of looking at it. Even the tortoise, I'm sure, took little breaks along the way. And Mm -hmm. things like meditation that you mentioned are those kinds of breaks. And it's very important for your body to have that balance. And we often get out of balance and we ignore the signs and symptoms. Our body is constantly talking to us, telling us this isn't good for us, that isn't good for us. Some things we feel immediately, like if we eat something, you get a stomach ache. That's very simple. Or... Uh, We get signs of a sore throat or earaches or eye infections, things like that. Things that affect us, you know, or achy muscles, achy parts of our body. Those are Mm -hmm. little signs and symptoms which can be a symptom of a serious problem, but also often can just be something simple and basic we just need to change or, or affect to get an improvement. Some things we just learn to tolerate, right, and ignore. Often see patients who they come in and, Finally, they've decided to stop ignoring it, but they've been able to endure some mild pain in their shoulder, their back, their neck, whatever, for quite some time until it gets so bad they they don't want to deal with it anymore. Whereas it's kind of like changing your oil in your car. If you just do the maintenance along the way and keep it good, you're never going to really have problems with your car. But if you ignore it and you run out of oil because you have a leak and ruin your engine, or if your oil doesn't get changed for way too long get too much dirt built up in there and that can damage your engine same thing with your body so yeah yeah good analogy so we want to be the person who can recognize what's happening and so we can make changes and adjustments and the body unless you're intelligent enough you know take the time to learn what those signs and symptoms are most people, unless they cause them a lot of significant pain, just continue to ignore them until they end up with a, such a serious problem that uh, it can't be fixed or it will take a lot of time to fix. Yep. So, um, slow and steady. Slow and, slow and steady, I think, is better. I mean, you, you can do, you don't have to go at a crawl, but uh, yeah. you should also <laughs> consider not getting too crazy about it either. So, right. today, we're going to continue our talk. Of, of what we were on before, um, part three, the article of the day. We're going to skip today so that we can get into this. So we'll do the next two podcasts, part three and part four, finish this. And then we're going to go into more detail because here we're briefly covering what's happening with the different organ systems in the body. But I think if people recognize based on what we're saying, hey, you know what, I might have a thyroid problem or a problem with my thymus gland or a kidney or or my pancreas isn't quite working right for this reason or that. So we're going to go more into detail about the given organ systems and the glands in the body and and in-depth more signs and symptoms and what you can do about these things naturally. Mm. Sound good? Yes, yes. Okay, so the last couple of podcasts, uh, podcast forty. Six, uh, we covered things about the eye and just kind of an overview of, of 
things that your body is telling you. The then we covered covered uh, yeah. tongue, gums, lips, and hair. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay. Yep. Today the next two are going to be a little bit of a hodgepodge. We'll discuss things like the nails, and both on the feet and the hands, uh, which is a big one. A little bit about skin, and go into some different uh, cravings. We'll go into what it means when you see certain symptoms. So let's go into the nails to start with. Okay, you got me looking at my nails now. Yes, look at your, everyone out there that's listening, look at your fingernails, hold them up, and take a look. Let's see how healthy you are. You should be able to push on the nail. You should hold it up, should, be, should look pink. You also may see what we call moons on your nails. Mm-hmm. On, on the back side of your nail, closest to your body, uh, there should be the nail bed itself should be fairly pink. Uh, you're going to see on the top side of the nail, of course, some little white where it extends beyond where it's connected to the skin. But in the back, you should see a white section almost in a half circle or partial circle mm-hmm. along the top. And you should see them on all of your nails. Do you have any of those missing, Nikki? So are you saying the white portion that's connected to like your finger? Right. Or up yep. above? No, in the back. If you look at your hand, hold your hand up in front of you. So you yep. got the tip of the finger. So that, I would call yep. that the top part of the nail um, or the front. And, and then the mm-hmm. top, the very top, the main section should be fairly pink. And then the back of the nail that's next to your cuticle uh, where the skin touches the nail, you should see what we call moons or half moons. Uh, but uh, for instance, on my thumb, that extends out maybe, I don't know, eighth of an inch or so and then on my fingers mm-hmm. I can see them but they're a little bit smaller uh, that can be indicative of nutritional deficiency if you're missing those moons so my pinkies I don't know if they're just really really thin moons or if they're non-existent okay but you see it everywhere else yes okay just about anybody except kids who hold their hands up are going to find that maybe they got a missing moon somewhere, or if you're looking at all your fingers and, and they're missing on all your fingers or missing on all five fingers, then that's a sign that uh, you've got some nutritional deficiencies. Now let's go into more detail. White lines or spots can also be signs of zinc deficiency. Little white spots, little white dots or lines. Got any of those? White spots. I don't right now, but I have in the past. Okay, that could be a sign of zinc deficiency. Let's see, discoloration can mean uh, fungus. A lot of people, they'll see that brown or black stuff, and it's more common on the toes than it is on Mm -hmm. the hands, the fungus problems in the feet, and that can be a real difficult one to fix. In fact, the medications that exist to, or the drugs that exist to take to get rid of these funguses can be very hard on the body, hard on the liver, mm. kidneys. But that is a very common problem. People often don't take care of their feet well enough, and the funguses can develop. Uh, just remember, everybody, you shouldn't have to say this, but wear a clean pair of socks every day. Uh, take your shoes off when you don't need them on uh, so your feet can breathe. So. Keeping your shoes on from the time you get up till the time you go to bed, not recommended. I, I recommend don't put your shoes on until you need to leave the house and take them off as soon as you come in the house. Mm, wow. They, a lot of people don't think about that. 
Yeah. Let's see. And keep, always keep your socks clean. Some people, you might need to change your socks two or three times a day, but you should never wear your socks more than one, you know, for more than one day at a time uh, because the bacteria and the fungus can grow in your socks and be there too. Oh, so, oh wow. So foot sprays, some of the things that we're in the process of making with OceanBayNaturals.com. Oh. They have uh, natural and organic uh, things for the feet. Oh, really? Uh, sprays and Is it like an antifungal? Yeah, they they just help keep your feet dry and clean. And, uh, oh, nice. Uh, because it's when your feet get in that, because they're in darkness. Fungus and bacteria, they thrive in this presence of, of moisture and darkness. So you're mm. creating a perfect environment. For oh, yeah. So you should always, I shouldn't have to say that too, always wash your feet. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, nail clubbing could be a sign of a liver problem. What's nail clubbing? Like the outside of the nail gets whiter and bigger. Uh, you know what the end of a club looks like? Uh, that's why oh. they describe it as clubbing. Uh, spoon nails. Or wait, wait. What is nail clubbing a sign of? Liver. Could be a liver issue. Liver. And again, all these things we're talking about, these are potential things. Again, there's overlap. There's often overlap and deficiencies of certain vitamins. Signs and symptoms can be connected to a few different deficiencies. Other thing you've got to consider, if you're deficient in one uh, nutrient, you're typically deficient in others. It mm. says that the foods you're eating are not supplying you with the proper nutrients or your body is not assimilating that food properly, breaking it down correctly so that your body can use it. So you may be putting it in, but something wrong with your gut flora could also disrupt your ability to absorb those nutrients or the cells in your gut are dysfunctioning too. So they're not, the nutrients aren't getting broken down properly because you've got imbalances in your, your stomach acids or the liver Everything coming from your gallbladder that helps digest your fats and proteins isn't coming out of your liver right. Anybody who's had their gallbladder out is no longer digesting their fats and proteins properly. Uh, oh. One of the best supplements that we've provided to patients and often put them on it for life is Colacol, which is from Standard Process. You can get, hmm. you can get that at holistichealth.standardprocess.com, by the way, a little commercial plug. Uh, but and, yeah. and that's one of the things that that's an item. If you've had your gallbladder removed, the medical community says, ah, it doesn't matter. You don't need that gallbladder. Nonsense. You need that gallbladder. That gallbladder stores all the uh, uh, different substances that I won't go into now that are made in the liver, come out, and they sit in the gallbladder. They're concentrated in the gallbladder. And then when you eat a meal, a fatty, protein, high-protein meal, the stomach acids do a lot of breakdown in the stomach, but when they pass into your small intestine, the gallbladder releases those substances, which also further break down your fats and proteins. So then they're absorbable in your small intestine and then are taken into the body and utilized. Well, if they're not broken down enough or your flora is messed up, then you are unable to assimilate those nutrients and use them in the body. So that even though you're putting them in, they may not be getting used because they're not broken down properly so if you've got your gallbladder out you're not breaking down your fats and proteins well and the colocol it helps break it down there and the stomach passes into the intestine and it's still all there so it's continuing to break it down and basically helps serve as an additive a natural additive that helps break down your proteins and fats now 
the gallbladder is gone, the liver still continues to make those substances. They're pouring into your intestine, they're still getting dumped into the small intestine, but they're not concentrated anymore. The colocol just helps add that extra needed ability to break down the fats and proteins. Mm. That's a good one. Okay. Yep. So other things in the nails, uh, vertical ridges can meet thyroid okay. issues. Oh. Uh, white nail beds are usually indicative of a vitamin B1 deficiency. B1, okay. B1. B1 can affect how the nails look as well. So white nail beds, they should be pink. So hold your nail up. Uh, take your first finger and the thumb from your other hand and if it looks pink now, just push on it for a few seconds, let go, and it should look white and then turn pink again. If it's not, that tells you that you're having an issue with capillaries filling it in under your nail beds, and that can also be an issue. Something we'll talk about in future podcasts as to really what those kinds of things mean. But okay. that gives you enough there. Any questions about the nails? And there are the signs and symptoms. We'll probably do a podcast in the future just on reading your your nails on your feet and your hands because there are more than just those few. But I like this. I'm kind of going off this. Uh, we talked about Dr. Eric Berg, D.C., who has a uh, YouTube channel, uh, does on Fridays, does live YouTube show. So check him out if you want to. But he focuses more on, we've said this before, focuses on low-carb diets and keto diets specifically, which is more of a high-fat diet as opposed to the Atkin diets, which is more of a higher-protein diet. I am, as I've said before, too, not really in agreement for these kinds of diets. If you can just focus on eating a balanced diet of high levels of vegetables, I always tell patients that when you're eating your vegetables and fruits, uh, often people are confused. Okay, how much fruit should I eat? How much vegetables should I eat? I say uh, if you weigh or consider the amount you're doing, uh, eat twice as much in vegetables as you do in fruits. If I eat an apple, if I want to take the time to weigh that apple, say it's 8 ounces, then you should eat 16 ounces of vegetables throughout the day as well. Just double up on your vegetables. Also with protein, uh, 6 ounces of protein at a sitting is plenty for most people. If you're trying to gain muscle, gain weight, things like that, uh, add more fats, proteins to your diet, add more carbs too, but in the form of good carbs, which would be in the form, most, most of those good carbs are going to come from your fruit. So back to our list here, cravings. I find cravings interesting. Do you ever crave things, Nikki? Yes, I do. Salt cravings. If you crave salt, can mean your adrenal glands are having some issues. They oftentimes, your uh, potassium and sodium are in balance. Sometimes they can get out of balance. And so that can cause you to crave salt if your potassium levels are too high. Bread cravings. Do you ever crave bread? Everybody loves bread, right? No, but I know my kids, like my daughter Breezy does, but I'm not a bread person. I, I crave sweets, though, like chocolate. Well, I, I it's rare for me to ever see a patient who is overweight that doesn't eat too much bread. Oh. Um, it's a typical thing. And, you know, we mentioned thyroid a lot uh, because thyroid in a lot of people is often not functioning to full capacity or 
working quite right and, and bread cravings can tie back to thyroid issues. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So if Breezy um, craves a lot of bread, I think, which, did you mention her before about having issues with uh, um, sweets? Yes. She likes sweets a lot. Again, yep. back to that same connection. Mm. So same thing. So it's possible she is having a little bit of a thyroid issue. Something to consider and take a look at. Yeah. More in depth. Yeah. Chocolate cravings can yes, connect me. back to adrenal glands. Is that something she craves as well? Or you? Um, yeah. Yeah, we definitely all eat a lot of chocolate. But right. again, it would lead back to the sugar cravings. There's always overlap. So mm-hmm. it's not uncommon to find somebody who's got some adrenal issues and thyroid issues at the same time. Oh. Okay. Uh, craving fat. Now, that's a, not a common one, uh, but that can be connected to the to the liver. And here's some another reason why I'm not big on the keto diets. Heavy fat content in your body or eating a lot of fat. Basically, you're telling your liver... You've got to create more of the substances that break down the fat and excess mm-hmm. amounts of protein, same kind of thing. So if you're eating heavy fat or a heavy protein diet, you're throwing your liver into overdrive, basically. Mm. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. Estrogen dominance can cause heavy periods, cramps, cyclic headaches, and fibroids. So if you're getting fibroids, you might consider that your estrogen levels are at or off cycle, those are natural things that can be helped. Uh, cyclical headaches, what does that mean? That means that uh, they tend to come on at the same times during the day or night. Uh, mm-hmm. The heavy periods and cramps, or they come on just during your period, things like that. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to our what is now. Symptoms and what do they mean, okay? Okay. And we talked a little bit about vitamin B1 before, having some issues with your fingers. Nervous energy, very edgy, worried, and possibly having lots of nightmares can once again be a symptom of a vitamin B deficiency. Uh, And vitamin B deficiencies, by the way, are often caused by excessive intake of carbohydrates, of simple sugars, Uh, drinking a lot of soda, Eating a lot of processed foods can lead to these kinds of symptoms. And if you have these kinds of symptoms, uh, if you're a big bread, pasta, cereal eater, that kind of person often can begin to show signs of vitamin B deficiency, which then once again can lead to that feeling of, of having a lot of nervous energy or being a very edgy person who gets angry easy uh, or gets kind of snaps over simple things. Uh, or is it very, you're always worrying about everything. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so funny. When I was younger, before I really learned all these things, went to school, and I think this happens with a lot of people, you, you just think that's a normal part of your personality uh, yeah. when you worry a lot. Or you're, you're not calm about things. You're always kind of, oh, I, you know, not getting things done or not... Uh, Yet you're you feel like you're busy, uh, and you you kind of get that nervous energy, or you see what I'm saying? Yeah, the that's not a natural thing, and you don't right. have to have the nightmares. The nightmares come on if you are, you know, that becomes an extreme issue. 
usually your that deficiency is quite high. But again, oh. go back to I would again I need to say that when you value when you consider all the things we're talking about, just just automatically say, Oh, I'm nervous and edgy and I get worried, I must have a vitamin B deficiency. Not necessarily always the case, but it is a symptom or sign that something's going on because we really as human beings as a whole, unless we're in a very traumatic experience, a very traumatic event, it shouldn't be that way. You should be able mm-hmm. to be calm and collective and cope with things. So yeah. something's happening in your system that's not working right. Your sympathetic system in overdrive. Uh, those Some of those symptoms can be connect back to the adrenal glands as well, hyperthyroidism. So yeah. there's many things connected to it why you should always be evaluated. But if, if you're having these kinds of symptoms, you need to get evaluated. You need to get, someone needs to figure out really what is causing it. Don't just go, okay, I'm going to go load up on vitamin B1 and see if that helps. You can do that. Yeah. People do that a lot. Again, you might not be absorbing. You might be eating enough vitamin B1, but you're not absorbing it. Feel exhausted, but can't sleep. Your body's yeah. tired, but your head is awake. Common thing. But this can be signs and symptoms of mineral deficiencies such as calcium. There are supplements that we prescribe to people when people come in with sleeping issues and we really go through why they're not sleeping and try to figure out really what's causing the lack of sleep because it can be many different things. But one of the things can be, in, in is, not only is one of the things, but a very common thing is calcium deficiencies. But we've talked about and we'll talk about again in the future with the good types of calcium. Calcium lactate is the best one to take the, mm-hmm. uh, as a supplement. Again, many supplement companies don't understand that. They, they make calcium with all kinds of junk in them. Calcium carbonate is what your body actually utilizes, but to just take straight calcium carbonate when it's broken down, first of all, it doesn't break down well in the form of calcium carbonate, and mm. then your body changes it. So it's no longer calcium carbonate when it breaks down, but calcium lactate actually is broken down by the body, by the, in, in the stomach and in the intestines, into the form of calcium carbonate. So then oh. your body uses it properly. Hmm. Calcium lactate, again, can uh, standard process. That's the main mm-hmm. one we use because we found they, they come from organic sources and they make sure all their stuff really fits what... And it's created so that your body can utilize it and break it down. Because it's made from food? Made from food. All made from food. So You're like feeding yourself the good food. The what? The good food when you take those supplements. Yeah. Yeah. And if people would just eat right and eat good food, you know, get off all the junk over time. The, the whole intent of what, we're, what I'm trying to do is to get people to eat right. Yeah. Uh, and if they do that then they won't have these problems. Or at least the symptoms will slowly decline. Vitamin A deficiency. So vitamin A plays a part in the function of your sinuses. If you are constantly having nasal drip, if you're, uh, again, needs a full evaluation to really figure out what the cause is. But uh, when you get thickening of the membranes, you have, have a... Oftentimes, the nasal drip, chronic nasal drip, going out your nose, down your throat. If you have colored nasal drip, you have some kind of infection going on. If it's clear, uh, typically it's allergy-related. If you're having allergies, it tends back to be connected to your gut flora as well as your liver. So those are things to consider. 
Okay. Gas or indigestion or acid reflux. This occurs from not having enough stomach acid. Most people think that you get these symptoms from having too much acid. Oh, you burp it up, the acid gets into your esophagus, and you feel that burning that we call heartburn. Yeah. One of the reasons that you get the burping is because your food is sitting in your stomach too long. Not enough acid there. And you aren't breaking down your food quickly enough. It's not getting small enough to move out of your stomach into your small intestine. So it just sits there. Your body holds it there. Your stomach holds it there because it's not broken down yet enough. And because it sits there and there's not enough acid in there, you start it starts forming gases. And then that builds up in pressure. And then it the valve that uh, the one-way valve that opens up as you eat food goes down to your esophagus gets to that little valve and that valve opens up lets lets the food go in and then it closes after the food's in there well as you get older more common in older people but children are getting it more and more frequently too because of their poor diets they uh, get the reflux so if you get the re then you know the medical community oh well, let's stop the pain. The symptom is pain. Let's get rid of the pain. That'll fix the problem. So we're going to give you an antacid. We're going to reduce the acid in your gut even more. <laughs> and and uh, it, it, you, you won't have the reaction or that feeling anymore. But still the stuff is sitting in your stomach too long. It's not mm. digesting properly. It, eventually, over time, you, you know, your process takes too long. But all it sits in, the, sits in there for a long period of time before it finally gets small enough to leave your stomach. But the problem is, is because that's all sitting in there, you know, ulcers. Oh. Ulcers are not caused by too much acid in your stomach. They are caused by bacteria growing in your stomach because your acid levels are not low enough. It, it gets confusing, acids and bases. But your acid, when your stomach acid is at a proper level, which is around three, if most of the time that's what it needs, where it needs to be that or, or lower uh, to digest your food properly. Well, you take an antacid, it might res, raise your stomach level, acid level up to a more neutral level. It gets up to a four or five, now it's not digesting the food well enough, and it also allows bacteria to start growing in your stomach, because that stomach acid that acidity keeps bacteria from forming in around the cells or or sitting inside the gut lining because it kills it all. Uh, but if the if the acid level changes too much, then it allows bacteria to grow. So if you're taking a lot of those antacids, you're actually opening yourself up for potentials for ulcers because now the bacteria can grow in there. Wow. Yes. I didn't know that. I thought, yeah, it was like from eating too many acidic foods or... No, that's a lot of people don't understand. And the medical yeah. community perpetuates the the misinformation with all that because they're pushing the drugs that, again, the, the focus being more on the symptom than it is on fixing the problem. Yeah, definitely. Now, we don't want to claim that that's all they care about is the money, but it kind of kind of looks that way to me. Uh, with, especially with this kind of a thing in acid reflux. So see a healthcare professional if you've got acid reflux. you definitely got something going on wrong with your gut, and it needs fixing naturally. A lot, a lot of people that get the ulcers, don't they usually like feel them come on more when they're eating like a big cheeseburger and french fries or something like that? An ulcer, basically the cells of the stomach line are, are dying, and you've got an open sore inside your gut. 
And oh. so now, unfortunately, wow. the acid is being exposed to that gut lining, and then you get pain because uh, to heal it up and to get rid of the ulcer, you've got to you got to seal that up and heal it. So you got to take specific supplements that will help to heal and seal your stomach. And likely, oh. if you have ulcers in your stomach, you got other things going on in your small intestine. The wow. Yeah, the supplement and diet we put people on when they've got these kinds of problems helps, helps to uh, kill that bacteria off and mm-hmm. and then allows the body to heal in the process. And then that goes away and you heal up and everything begins to function again. The acid reflux goes away because you're getting the right amount of acid, et cetera, et cetera. So you've had patients with these issues, Dr. Cal? Oh, yes, many. Yeah. And we've been able wow. to help them. Burping and belching. This could be a sign of a gallbladder problem. That's to consider because if your gallbladder is swollen because uh, you've got gallstones, and we're going to go more into, and we've talked about in the past, we'll do a podcast in the near future on the gallbladder, why you shouldn't get it cut out, what you can do to help keep it if you're having those, those kinds of issues. Sleep apnea. Okay, according to Dr. Berg, this is a fancy term for your sinuses that your sinuses are not open enough to breathe at night. This comes from years of stress activating the stress hormone cortisol, shrinking the nerves that goes to the back of the sinuses. Hmm. So cortisol connection to uh, sleep apnea. And we all know that cortisol is increased in the presence of insulin, uh, which insulin imbalances are caused by eating too many simple sugars and processed foods, on and on and on. Okay. Any questions mm-hmm. about any of that? You're probably not suffering from any of these things. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, I depending on the day, I have some of all of them. I think. Yeah. Yeah, like cramping in my calves. I'm. I've had that recently. Um, so when you said calcium, I was like, oh yeah, I haven't really been taking calcium lately. Mm. So maybe it's something I can throw back in. Could be. Have you ever, have we ever have put you on Mintran? Yes, and I haven't been taking that either. Yeah, and Mintran's really good, especially to take at night because it's high in calcium, has some magnesium in it as well. Uh, Basically a balanced ratio of the two. It also has some iodine. Those kinds of things can be very relaxing to you when you lay down to go to sleep. Often something we uh, prescribe to people if they're having sleep issues, but again... Total evaluations are necessary. We have stronger things we provide people if the Mintran isn't enough. Uh, but typically, if the Mintran helps you, it's because you're having a little bit of imbalance in calcium. And you may not have any sleep issues, but if you're having the cramping issues, and oftentimes people get the restless leg at night, things like that, it can all be back con- connected to that. Mm, okay. All right. I think we've yeah. covered what we're going to cover in, in the third part of this series. Any questions or comments? No, I mean, I can relate to so many of those things from the nails to the cravings. I mean, lately I've been having a lot of chocolate cravings and to the point where like last night I didn't sleep very well because I think I had too much chocolate during like leading up to that. Um, How have you been doing on uh, taking Drenamin? Maybe not enough. Yeah, I don't think I've been doing enough. And I haven't been sleeping enough either. You know, like Mm -hmm. seven, six and a half hours sometimes and I just like overdoing it to the point of like, you know, busy, you busy, may, busy and you crash. May, you may not getting be getting, if your adrenals are a little hyperactive uh, and your calcium levels 
may be low, I would be yeah. taking both of those the uh, um, uh, daily. A little bit more of the adrenaline in the morning and uh, yeah. definitely taking a few of the, uh, you know, typically for your size, height, weight, everything, I would say I'd be taking maybe four or five of the Mintran before you go to bed. Mm. Okay. You may find you'll get a better night's sleep and you'll also have more energy through the day and that will help curb your cravings for sweets, chocolate. I'm all for that, for sure. <laughs> more sleep, less chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little bit bound then and if, if you got the chocolate craving, eat the highest content of uh, dark chocolate you can. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's like the less sleep you get, the more you want the chocolate and then it's like the more chocolate you have the less sleep you can get it's like that vicious cycle yes you know? it's a, and it's a downward spiral to poorer health yeah yeah absolutely so time to wake up on my part <laughs> very good see the show's helping you as much as helping everyone else out there and me too i'm reminded of things that that i often forget and, and so it's great Really yeah, doing it, the show. it really is. It always, I'm always reminded of things to incorporate into my daily life, which I love. So thank you so much for bringing all this information. And uh, Professor Kell, thank you for teaching us again today <laughs> during this podcast episode 48. <laughs> You're welcome. And just so as we end, we always kind of like to share information as to where you can get things and, and good stuff for your health. Uh, holistichealth.standardprocess.com. You can Go on there and, and order supplements, and it's discounted there over what it would be online in other locations. Uh, you can always call us or contact us via email. We'll call you back if you're interested in having any consultations on the phone or come to our office in Oceanside, California. They, uh, do they contact you at healthtalkwithdrkel at gmail.com? Yes, or that, would, that would be the best place to... You know, send us an email if you're interested in having a phone consult. Send us an email there with your contact information, and we'll get back to you. And that's D R K E L L for Doctor Kell. Health Talk with Doctor Kell at Gmail dot com. There we go. Yes. <laughs> Got it out. Thank you. And also, yes. if you're interested in improving the uh, the things type of things that you put on the outside of your body that are beneficial to you, you want to go with natural and organic products there because there's many synthetic products that have been approved by our government to be safe on the skin that are not and so we always recommend the good stuff things like deodorants uh, and many other products oceanbaynaturals.com you can find products there they're continuing to add new things like hand lotions and skincare products uh, and uh, cleaning products all these kinds of things that are really important to us because we're constantly being uh, bombarded by environmental toxins, many of these things we're putting on our body and thinking they're safe or putting it in our hair, thinking it's safe when it's really not. So yeah. it's important for your people to learn about these things and to use stuff. They tend to be more expensive than the other stuff because they are more natural and organic and it, it is more expensive to create these things that way. But in the long run, mm -hmm. for your health, it's worth the expense. I think, right. it, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it costs too much money to eat right. Well, I guarantee you, if we sat down and figured out your budget, you're probably spending a whole lot more money on junk food than you would if you were eating healthy. Yeah, that's true. And we help people do that, too, that want that kind of information. And we'll talk more about future podcasts of how to shop, where to shop, what to do, what to buy, um, and yeah. foods to eat. So we'll do that as well. 
That would be great. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. If you found anything interesting, please do share the podcast with your friends and family and find us every Tuesday when we drop our podcasts. Anything else, Dr. Kel? Sounds good to me. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Have a great Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. While we make every effort to broadcast correct information, we are still learning. We will double check all facts, but realize that medicine is a constantly changing science and art. One doctor may have a different way of doing things from another. We are simply presenting our views on how to live a healthy lifestyle that will be as evidence-based as possible. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors. We take no money from drug or device companies. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Kel Fullerton or any guests or any contributors to the podcast or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Dr. Kel Fullerton be responsible for damages arising from use of this podcast. This blog should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis of expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Our website, blog, and podcasts are all HIPAA compliant. While you may give your email address to subscribe to the website posts or to post information on the website blog, we will never share your email address or contact information with any third parties without your explicit permission. The contents of Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast and the show notes are all copyrighted. All blog posts, podcasts, and show notes that are distributed to the public for free can be redistributed via hard copy or electronic copy for free only if Health Talk with Dr. Kell is included as the acknowledged author within the actual media that is being redistributed. The Health Talk with Dr. Kell podcast is a production of The Orange Stack with executive producers Dr. Kell Fullerton and Eric Hammond and hosts Nikki Sterling.